0: parachute situation, the heat shield, the angle of the trajectory in the typhoon, there's just so many variables, I'm
1: a little bit I know lost. what the problems are, Henry. This could be the worst disaster NASA's ever experienced. With all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Now, in the meantime, we're going to have a frozen command module up there. In a couple days, we're going to have to power it up using nothing but the re-entry batteries. never been tried before. Hell, we've never even simulated it before, Gene. Well, we're going to have to figure it out. I want people in our simulators working re-entry scenarios. I want you guys to find every engineer who designed every switch, every circuit, every transistor and every light bulb that's up there. Then I want you to talk to the guy in the assembly line who actually built the thing. Find out how to squeeze every amp out of both of these damn machines. I want this mark all the way back to Earth with time to spare. We never lost an American in space. We're sure as hell not gonna lose one on my watch. Failure is not an option.
3: this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event I am uh, like most of you in a remote location in the secret uh, main event studios if I sound a little different than normal I am uh, I'm recording over remote connection because you know uh, apparently to the radio station I'm not a uh, essential employee uh, so they found uh, alternative technology to get me to keep me out of the studio from getting infected by all the bad things that are at the radio station. So anyway, uh, I open up with that clip. I actually clipped it and it took two clips together from Apollo 13, because I think it might help calm people down a little bit. You know, I think this will be our finest hour and failure is not an option. Those two, two of my favorite clips from the movie Apollo 13. Um, about the Apollo Thirteen uh, crisis, when uh, when the when the spaceship kind of uh, had some malfunctions in Houston, we have a problem. Because I think people with our statewide our statewide uh, stay at home. I know that lots of people are are uh, working remote. It's weird. They're worried about losing their jobs. They're worried about losing their not having any money. They're worried about where am I going to get some toilet paper. I had a client come in uh, this week and say, hey, you have tissue paper at your house? I said, you mean toilet paper? He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, I got it in my house. He goes, where'd you get it? I said, I don't know, it magically appears underneath the uh, bathroom sink in all our bathrooms. I don't know, I assume my wife buys it at Costco or, or uh, Stater Brothers or wherever she shops. Um, he goes, I don't have any. I said, well, go on Amazon if you can't get in. He goes, they're out too. No, and I went logged on to Amazon you know, Hey, everybody calm down. This is, uh, you know, it, this may be bigger. My my daughter tells me that I'm taking it too lightly and I'm telling everybody they're, they're being too serious about it. Everything's going to be okay. And I personally don't like working for remote and I don't like my people working for remote because it just frustrates me not being able to get anything done. And I would imagine most business owners Feel like that, although it's kind of the way of uh, way things are these days, especially in the mortgage business. You you click a button and your file goes to and uh, to goes from processing to underwriting to to compliance to disclosures to to doc drawing to funding, and you know things operate a little faster than some of us older guys uh, are are comfortable with. I know I'm kind of baffled by how technology works today. I've become I've become accustomed to it. But it's just that's just not the Ed Hoffman that's been here for in this business for 30 years. And it's a little bit weird for me. But I hey, I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting. Sometimes I have to call my granddaughter when, when I don't understand the technology. And my eight year old granddaughter fills me in on how to program my my phone or something. Uh, or I get one of my kids. So uh, but that's how that is. And I use the carry on my wayward son because everyone's got to get a little bit of uh of just, hey, relax, it's going to be okay. What I see, and I'll talk about this as the show goes on, what I see is the government, I don't say the government, I'll say specifically President Trump and his team are operating as well as anybody could hope for. And we'll talk about that as time goes on, but I'll try to get, I decided on this show, I want to try and give you guys some comfort, give you guys some comfort on this. So. Thursday night, Thursday night, um, Don and I attend Sandals Church. And as you remember, I had pastor Matt Brown on on my show, uh, five or six weeks ago, I think it was mid, mid January. And, uh, and he called a night of prayer Thursday night and I came home. I'm tense. I'm tense because of what's going on with the rates. I'm tense because of everybody's trying to work remote. I'm not happy about that. I'm out of control i'm out of control of my of of uh of things that are going on and i will tell you for me i'm a little uncomfortable i come home and don's trying to 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 be calm and uh and you know my favorite chamomile tea that she makes for me every night we're out we're out of it and uh and we don't have another thing coming from amazon till monday and she goes oh you have to drink this other kind of tea uh tonight because I don't drink coffee and I wanted something hot. And uh and she goes, uh or we can go to the store. She goes, but I'm not going to the store unless you're going with me. And I said, you know what? Let's get out let's get out of the house. Let's get out of the house. And even if we're going to some craziness, let's let's go down to the store just to kind of get in a different in a different, you know, change change the mood a little bit about, you know, maybe ease off of what what I came home with my in my head. And uh we went and uh we turned on the uh the night of prayer that uh pastor Matt Brown was doing on sandals sandals tv and uh and I will tell you this completely was everything i needed and let me play let me play about a 1 minute clip from the beginning of it here from the beginning this was he did a prayer and then they did some music and then he did this and i think this will help you whether you're christian or
2: you're jewish or you're whatever you are listen to the words of matt brown Look, the reality is some of us are scared to de- just scared to death to pray. God's word says, when you assemble in the name of Jesus, the Apostle Paul says, His Spirit is present, and so is the power of the Lord Jesus. It's not about us, it's about him. And a lot of us, when we want to pray, we don't know what to say. And so we're intimidated and we're worried. Look, the key to prayer is humility. We live in an arrogant world. We live in an arrogant culture and we are an arrogant people. And COVID-19 has reminded us that we're not as powerful as we thought. And the reality is we need to humble ourselves. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves? Many of you were shocked at the behavior of your neighbors, shocked at the behavior of people in grocery stores. It doesn't matter what they do. It matters what you do. Will you humble yourself?
3: Yep. I think that was, uh, that was completely comforting to Don and I, and I forwarded it to our kids and I forwarded it to some of my friends. And I know, uh, I know a couple of people responded and said, you know, it made it, it made them cry. And, you know, it's just we have to calm down. We all get in those situations where we feel overwhelmed and we have to take a deep breath and step back. And for me, that that made a huge difference. I hope, you know, if you want to watch the whole the whole prayer service um, was a lot of music and a lot of and a lot of prayer. And uh, and if you're if you're a believer, go ahead and uh, sandals sandals dot com. And you can find the night of prayer on there or you also get on YouTube as well. I'm going to play a, one more clip of it at the end of the end of the show. Um, I don't want to make this too religious, but I know a lot of my listeners are are believers and I know everybody needs a little prayer right now. Cause it just, it's scary to see how people are acting. It's scary to see all this stuff because we've never been on, Hey, we have a statewide lockdown. Well, I'm going to work. I'm not going to go to work every day, but I did get my, my office set up at my house so I can actually be there. I can actually almost be there. It's not the same. It's almost the same. I think I can adapt to this. Um, I personally like to be be there, but I'll be in the building with nobody else there, so it's that's part of the part. Hey, I need this. I like to call out and just get things done. So anyway, so anyway, let me go on with the rest of the show. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I can be a little bit of a clarity on common sense for you today, and hopefully, I can be a little bit of, uh, a little calming uh, by bringing in my friend. Pastor Matt Brown, actually uh, 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 one of the pastors at the church asked if if, uh, I could take, if if I was interested in having him on. I said, absolutely. But he's uh, apparently, apparently uh, has a lot more demands of him. And so we'll probably bring him back on in a couple of weeks. We'll see how this thing goes. And uh, I think it's just a little bit of, a little bit of clarity and some calm and some, uh, uh, it's a little bit of bring back a little sanity and a little comfort that we're not in control of everything and you know, God is. So anyway, uh, so let me, let me go, on. let me go on with the main event and give you guys what you want, a little clarity a little humor a little uh, a little bit of Ed Hoffman's perspective on things. But for those of you who don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, you want to talk to somebody who thinks like you. And if you're listening to the main event, if this is your first time, hopefully by the end of the show, you'll say, hey, I like this guy who thinks like me. And for the rest of you that listen all the time, you know that you think like me, otherwise you wouldn't listen unless you're, unless you're just one of those guys thinking that wants to listen just to, just to get his, uh, just to get your blood boiling. Um, but if you want, but if you need financing, and it is a crazy world out there in the in the mortgage industry. What you see talking about how rates are, the rates are not not getting better. They will get better, but right now, in the last two weeks, they've gotten worse because the bond market has got has has improved so much that it's burying everybody in the uh, in the mortgage industry. the The rates are too, are are got too low and there's too much of a demand. There's not enough there's not enough people and capacity in the mortgage industry to take care of everybody that wants to refinance right now. And in the and in the process it's just overloaded everybody. So so they've backed off they've backed off their uh uh their pricing to slow things down. In addition to that, the markets don't like unsurety and so they uh they don't like unsurety and with what's going on with if you watch the stock market it's it's up 100 points it's down 200 points it's up 300 points it's down 100 points and that's every 30 minutes so there's no stability nobody can put any prices on it so so for people that are calling me for refinance gonna say hey i'm put you on my list i'm going to give you some basic quotes it's not time i'm going to tell you where things are now where i think they'll be in a couple of weeks and we'll just we'll watch it and we can get loans started but we're locking everything number one, I wouldn't lock anything right now except for a purchase because you gotta close when you close. But for the uh S4 refinances, we're not locking I'm, I'm we're locking everything in ninety days because we just don't know how long it's gonna take. And if you're purchasing, we're still prioritizing purchases and we're still closing in twenty-one days. So there's there's no issue there. But anyway, uh so if you wanna if you wanna talk, call me toll-free at eight five five-six four zero twenty twenty. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. One last time, dear night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you wanna connect, but you don't wanna talk just just yet, uh, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net, and uh, scroll down just a little bit to where you see a summit funding logo. Click on that, that'll take you to my lending page. You can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back and I'll get back to you. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, or Brian Goodman, and we will help you find the missing pieces to real estate financing puzzle a lot of people are talking about um hey you know you need some some relief in these unsure times so um uh, you know i'm not i'm not one to advocate pull money out of your house to pay off your bills but unless you unless it really makes sense but so, sometimes maybe that's just the right thing because we're in unsure times and, I, and in my opinion this will be over this won't be long term this will be a few weeks to a couple of months and and this thing will be resolved i heard today that uh well i'll talk about that i heard remind me to talk about uh z packs and and malaria malaria yeah remind me to say that after i get done with the intro so anyway um but apparently i just talked about it now so apparently uh over in france the some scientists Tried. uh, They mixed uh, a Z pack, which is a common, uh, a common antibiotic, with some malaria uh, medication, and it cured seven out of seven uh, people from coronavirus. So hopefully, if that becomes a broader, a broader success story, we'll all be taking. You know, we'll all be. uh, They'll be able to cure this thing fairly quick. That's a little piece of good news. I don't know. I don't know any of the details. It was something I heard this morning. So, but there's a there's potential light at the end of the tunnel. So, again, if you want to if you want to contact me re- regarding financing, edhoffman.net, um, click on the Summit Funding Logo, 855-640-2020. If you want to repeat anything that you heard on this show, you can hear this on podcasts. Also at edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows. And you can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free, have it download to your uh, to your phone or your, your Droid or your iPhone or your iWatch, or your iPad or your 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 mini pad, your maxi pad, your iPod, your computer, anything you can get get a podcast on and listen to it on demand. So if uh, the times on the radio aren't convenient or you're out of range uh, or for whatever reason you want to listen in the middle of the night, you can do that. Um, If you want to follow me, uh, follow me on social media at Ed Hoffman where I uh, tweet about current events all week long, some weeks more than others. And the Facebook page for the main event is facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman all right so let's talk about so i just talked about the coronavirus and the uh and the the potential cure um so as of tuesday the coronavirus uh known as covid19 has spread to all 50 states and the united states death poll is over 100 i think as of, of uh friday it's somewhere around 200 200 people so it's gone up this week um but of course in my opinion uh now everybody who's dies of pneumonia dies of the flu people in their 80s and 90s it's dangerous to get the flu it's dangerous to get pneumonia and now it's now everything is being called coronavirus so i don't know that i don't know that we've got a death death toll death toll of of 200 people is that all really from coronavirus would we have called if we didn't have this this uh, pandemic going on would we have called it pneumonia uh so i don't i don't know i know that I hear what I hear, and this is how i how I interpret it um, and and the virus is now infected close to ten thousand people across the country compared to March first when there was sixty two and I would expect that to keep going up because now we're testing so um I will tell you that i got a uh, i got a uh, an email or a post from one of my neighbors who's a nurse, and uh apparently there's uh, people in the in Asia that some doctors in Asia that say coronavirus you may have it for several days before you have any symptoms, but what happens is your your lungs start to get uh, fibrosis i 'm not a medical person, so don 't quote me if I say something wrong, but they said there' was an easy easy test you can do every morning get up, hold your breath for ten seconds if you 've got fibrosis you 're going to feel pain and discomfort in your lungs. And uh and, or you're gonna start coughing. So if you can do that every day and breathe in some air, hold it for 10 seconds. And if you can do that without coughing, then you're probably probably don't have coronavirus. Um also they recommend uh drink water all the time. Uh keep liquid, keep keep your mouth wet because if you if somebody happens to cough and you happen to get something, if it's in your mouth if you drink drink water uh you know every 15 minutes. Um, it'll wash it into your stomach and the stomach acid will kill. It. So, uh, which is stomach acid kills just about everything else you stick in your mouth. So, uh, so that's just a little helpful tip, uh, helpful tip. So there's multiple relief packages being pitched and voted on right now. It started with a bill passed by the House last weekend and the Senate on Wednesday. The $350 billion HR 6201 titled the Family's First Coronavirus Response Act. Now they have to put it as the first, so because this is the Pelosi bill. The package includes four key provisions emergency paid sick leave and child care leave at a cost ranging from forty point nine billion to eighteen point four billion and possibly up to two hundred and eighty, two point five billion if restrictions on company size were eliminated. So uh how do you think you could have a chance of balancing your own budget? Well, it might be forty forty point nine billion, might be hundred and eighteen, it could be it might be forty bucks to fix your car, but it might be one hundred and eighteen. It could be as high as two hundred and eighty-two, uh, depending on the budget. And I saw one of the, one of these uh, one of these relief acts that requires, if you have if you're an employer with less than five hundred employees, and I saw one that said less than fifty. So if you're if if you put people on uh, on if you if they're not being able to work, they use they get two two weeks of paid leave, and after that, the employer has to pay them. Two thirds of their normal salary. So I don't know how many of you have ever run businesses, but I'm going to tell you: if you have to pay people that aren't working two thirds of their salary, the people who actually employ people are going to go broke before they have a chance to come back to work. I was talking to a business owner that has about I don't know ten or fifteen employees, and I said, well, if it gets to that, you just lay them off and let them get unemployment because, and then as soon as, as soon as this comes back, they can come back to work. Then you uh, then you hire them back. I don't see any other way to to keep the job creators able to create jobs. But you know, the, the government doesn't know how doesn't understand business. And that was the Pelosi bill. Expanded unemployment insurance benefits at a cost of $1 billion, which when this act is uh, $350 billion, $1 billion is like uh, you know a tw- you know a five dollar bill. Um, increased Medicaid funding and free testing for everyone at increased cost of $56.3 billion and another $1.3 billion allotted for healthcare services and testing costs, which, you know, everyone's gonna get, re- well, we gotta have drive-through testing. Oh, are you feeling bad? No. You have any symptoms? No. Have you held your breath for 10 seconds? Uh, I haven't tried that, but I wanna have my test. So uh, increase Medicaid funding and free testing for everyone. Oh, I already said that. Um, additional nutritional assistance for food subsidy programs at a cost of 1.25 billion. The programs would include WIC, which which many of you don't know, you've all heard of WIC, but that means Women, Infants and Children Program. They don't care if guys go hungry, but it's uh, it's programs that are, are geared for women, infants and children are WIC. The Emergency Food Assistance Program and programs that provide meals for elderly. There would also be loosened restrictions for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as SNAP, um, otherwise known as Food Stamps or EBT. That will allow for additional benefits to be provided at estimated cost of 6.8 billion. You know what? I don't know what you guys think about this, but I don't suspect anyone will try to manipulate the system. You know, anybody with a driving a four, uh, you know, a Cadillac Escalade with 22 inch wheels and spinners getting out with their long nails, uh, long nails, uh, uh, manicured with the little fancy things on the nails, get out, pull it and they get into the food line. And pull their uh, their Louis Vuitton purse out and their Louis Vuitton uh, thing and pull out an EBT card out of it. I don't think anybody will do that, but I will replay this in a few months if I, if I see that happening. Mitch McConnell acknowledged the bill isn't perfect, but encouraged his colleagues to vote for the vote for it nonetheless.
0: This is a time for urgent bipartisan action, and in this case, I do not believe we should let perfection be the enemy of something that will help even a subset. Of workers, So while I will support the House bill in order to secure some emergency relief for some American workers, I will not adjourn the Senate until we have passed a far bolder package that must include significant relief for small businesses all across our country.
3: And then on Tuesday, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin met with the Senate Republicans behind closed doors to pitch an even bigger plan. Although it was presented to the Senate as an $850 billion package Tuesday morning, Mnuchin acknowledged that it climbed to a trillion by Tuesday afternoon. package includes roughly $50 billion in assistance for airlines. So not very uh, that's not a very big piece of it. two hundred and fifty to three hundred billion for small business loans, which the coronavirus thing will be cured by the time anyone can fill out the applications for an SBA loan and two hundred and fifty billion in direct payments for Americans to be paid on April 6th and may eighteenth which uh, as I understand it uh, is going to be about twelve hundred dollars per adult and five hundred for kids unless you make more than seventy five thousand it it uh, phases out from seventy five to a hundred as a per person or 150 to $200 billion as a couple. Standing by Mnuchin's side is President Trump, and he said this. We don't want people losing their jobs or not having money to live
1: when they were doing very well just four weeks ago. So we're going big, and that's the way it'll be. We're giving uh, relief to affected industries and small businesses, and we're ensuring that we emerge from this challenge with the prosperous and growing economy, because that's what's going to happen. It's going to pop.
3: Trump tweeted out for every for every, encouraging everybody to support it. All the Republicans in the Senate to support it. I suspect um, he was basically just trying to get around the media who's saying he doesn't. He's not caring about people because I don't really think uh, the the bill as it was is very uh, targeted and it's going to create all kinds of uh, fraud and all that stuff. But we will uh, we'll talk about that more um, in the second half because I have my comments on that and we're out of time for this. This half of the main event. So stay tuned for five minutes traffic, weather, commercial, and sports. And I'll be back again with more of the stuff going on and my opinions of it. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So, what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly one, reduce your payment. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
4: MLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number zero nine two five eight three seven Equal housing opportunity.
0: AM 590, the answer.
3: And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the on the show normally because most of you think it's boring. But I think today's a, a different situation. I will tell you that the the what you see in the news is not ha- not relating to mortgage rates yet. It will, it will. But still, you know, uh, if you're interested in, re- in refinancing send me, send me a, a message on edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding thing or give me a call I may not get back to you as in two hours like it would normally be but you'll hear back from one of my, me or one of my teammates uh, within a, a day or two or three um, and we will help you help you dial you in if you're buying the house you're obviously if you're buying a house you're gonna hear back uh, more promptly and uh, if you're interested in reverse mortgage you'll, uh, we'll get back to you within a day or two as well. But the uh, the the market is just unstable now, and therefore the rates are are not what they should be. But they will, you know, this will turn around in a week in a week or two. So get yourself in line if you need to. The rates are going to be really good, and they'll probably continue to go down uh, throughout the next several months. Although I'm not a I'm not a uh, fortune teller, but that's what most of the rate gurus seem to think based on where the where the market is, I was telling you, I was telling you before when Obama was in office that uh, the stock market was too high compared to where the actual corporate profits were, and I was waiting for the, the market correction before I moved my money out of money market into stocks, and I missed the Trump bump. So a lot of this stuff that's happening now may have happened for any other reason. It may not. This, as far as the stock markets and your four hundred one k's, don't panic, don't panic. Everything will stabilize. Okay so anyway, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of stuff there so before the break, I was talking about uh I was talking about the new stimulus package uh, stimulus or the relief package and how uh, how my uh, how my prediction is uh, that people will manipulate it and there'll be some fraud and'll and I've mentioned this before in two thousand and eight, I went to a real estate and wealth seminar where Donald Trump was the keynote speaker on Sunday. Anthony Robbins was the keynote speaker on Saturday night. And uh, and uh, actually, Alan Greenspan, who is the former Federal Reserve Chairman, spoke. And somebody asked him and he said, "Hey, how can we prevent the fraud and corruption from happening again?" Because realize this was right in the right in the mortgage meltdown. And he said, "He said fraud and corruption are a byproduct of our freedoms. And in order to stop everybody from stop anybody from an opportunity to to commit fraud and manipulate." uh our our system we have to take away our freedom so it's kind of a byproduct that hey we either we either become we either lose our freedoms or there's always going to be people who take advantage of it which which is not which is not a a way to say hey it's okay for people to manipulate and commit fraud it's a way to say hey there's always going to be some don't get too crazy and uh you know i'm i'm planning on writing this book called called uh things are never as bad as they seem because someone in my past told me hey things are never as bad as they seem then things are never as good as they seem when when things are bad don't get too don't get too down don't jump out of a window because they're never as bad as they seem at the same time when things are going great for you and everything you touch seems to be seems to be turning to gold they're not as good as they seem either so don't go out and and spend all your money you have a big spending month you have a big you know you do make one good move don't get too excited don't get too excited and go think that you're that you've made it because something else will turn around so be conservative don't get too up don't get too down uh, because things are never as bad as they seem things are never as good as they seem so anyway so uh where did i leave off so When it comes to payments to Americans, one reporter tried to get the president to commit to a number, of course. There's give or take 330 million Americans
2: or so. If you just do the math on that, that's about $750 a person, a family of four. That would be about $3,000 on average. Again, rough rough math. Which
1: is that where this is? happening? No, I I don't want to say that because it's a moving. These are all all every number that you mentioned. Yes, we've talked about those numbers. We're also moving those numbers in both directions. So we'll let you know it'll be it's it's moving along fast.
3: Yeah, uh, everyone wants to pin him down to a number so they can they can use the uh, use the video later and say, well, you promised this. And obviously, as we've seen over the last three and a half years, Trump is is wiser than that. And uh, although he uh, he says stuff he shouldn't, sometimes he's pretty he's pretty clear when they're trying to trick him into something. And the mainstream media isn't as smart as Trump. Thank God. So uh, talking about the media, the media, the media obviously has a role to play in the coronavirus hysteria. The president, vice president and the doctors of the White House Coronavirus Task Force have done a daily press briefing every day this week. One of the things they're asking about relentlessly is the supply of test kits. Dr. Deborah Burks, Mike Pence's right arm, I would say my key person is my right hand, but Pence obviously isn't a radio talk show host, so uh, he says his right arm on coronavirus showed she understands how the media operates in this exchange on Wednesday.
2: The federal officials have shipped millions of tests, as you and your colleagues have said, why, as the federal government says, have only uh, 59,000 tests been processed to this point?
5: The test kits that we put out last week through the approval, the rapid movement um, of that meeting that President Trump called less than two weeks ago, that has resulted in bringing our private sector to the table. Because the tests and the platform that was out there could only run between 4 and 12 tests per platform per day. We've now moved into platforms that can run basically tens of thousands of tests per day. So we will see the number of people diagnosed dramatically increase over the next four to five days. I know some of you will use that to raise an alarm that we are worse than italy because of our slope of our curve to every american out there it will be five to six days worth of tests being run in 24 to 48 hours so our curves will not be stable until sometime next week
3: if you saw she's using the air quotes worse than italy because you know the media is going to try and manipulate manipulate this and if you watch Fox and you switch over to MB, uh, MSNBC, PMSNBC, or the Communist News Network CNN, you see a dramatic difference in attitude. And the Democrats know that we're in a in a uh, in an election year, and they put up a guy that they know can't win. And in this crisis, now they're going to try and say, "Hey, Trump caused this. Trump didn't cause this." And I don't know who who anybody thinks could handle all these all these things all these the little arrows coming in at the same time but i think trump is doing a masterful job and you could say well you're a, you're a trump freak no i'm not really a trump freak because i try to be as as a uh, clear clear-headed and uh common sense when i look at this stuff and say what would i do and there are times when i you know when i say hey i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have i wouldn't have said that quite like that like when he said hey we're the the uh the travel the travel ban from europe Excludes the United Kingdom, and I said, "Why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense." Because people are just going to fly from everywhere else in Europe to to England or Ireland, and they're going to fly from there. So, and you know, it took a couple of days, couple of days, and then they they excluded a. Uh, people from England coming in as well. So uh, so as, as you may have heard, several NBA players have tested positive for the virus, and some, for some reason, the president expected to know why they were able to get tested sooner than the average Americans. How are non-symptomatic professional athletes getting tests while others are waiting in line and can't get them? Do the well-connected go to the front of the line? Well,
1: that, you'd have to ask them that question. I mean, they. Uh, I, I've read. No, I wouldn't say so,
3: but perhaps that's been the story of life that does happen on occasion hey you know that's a it seems like a little bit of a common sense thing you know it uh it's not a question of the well-connected have better access except for they do um and it's not that tragic that you have to start a new uh bill in the in the congress over it. but you know i know i can i can text my doctor and he responds to me and uh sometimes sometimes i can call him on his cell phone and he'll answer but you know what he knows that i have common sense so if I text, if I text my doctor, he goes okay, and he responds because I'm, he knows I won't waste his time, and he knows I won't, uh, and I have a little bit, a little bit of common sense there. And if I and if I text him, there's probably something pretty important that I want to ask him for. That's how it is. That's how the how the way of the world is. So get over it. And remember, last week they asked the president why he hadn't closed the Canadian border. Well, now they now they have closed it, and they're still asking why. On the Canadian border. What was the tipping point? Friday, we uh, talked about it, that Monday, you said, no, we're not considering...
1: No, I said border. not yet. Uh, I spoke with the Prime Minister, Trudeau. Uh, very a good relationship, obviously, between us and our two countries. And uh, no tipping point. It's just that we want to we isolate from the standpoint we don't want people coming into contact, because that's the way we're going to win this war. That is so important. And we both thought it was time. Now, it's not affecting trade. It's non-essential. It's non-essential crossings. It won't affect trade at all. And uh, it was just something we thought would be good for both countries.
3: How racist an idea is that? I can't believe it. That, That Trudeau, man, he is a racist. He just doesn't want to let Americans into his country. Can you believe it? Uh, So anyway, then there's the uh, the ongoing the ongoing accusation that Trump calling this Chinese Chinese virus is racist. Never mind that China has threatened to take away our access to antibiotics and actually accused the U.S. military of bringing the virus to China.
5: Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, who says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it of comes say from it's China.
1: Racist. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. Uh, as you know, China tried to say at one point. Maybe they stuff now. That it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you know, the Chinese are just using one of the Democrats' tactics. So, if the Chinese know that they caused it, so so accuse the accuse America of bringing it in through one of our army guys that are they're over there, and uh, because it's kind of like the Democrats, they know that their front runner. Their front runner for the uh, candidate uh, and the former vice president was extorting money from Ukraine, and uh, and doing uh, quid pro quos. They know that because he he admitted it on camera. And uh, so so instead of of doing that, let's turn it around on the president and find a way to accuse him of doing the same thing we were doing. And I'm just wondering when Bernie Bernie Sanders drops out of the race, when this is going to come out, when this is going to come out, when their front runner all of a sudden all the investigations start to show, uh, that this guy's a crook because he is not because it's my opinion because he is. And then of course there's uh, there's one guy in, on, uh, that was posting, uh, on YouTube and on, uh, and on uh, Instagram, apparently that he thinks that, um, that China's using this as a bio weapon against us because they're mad about the Trump trade policies. And you could see, you can't get a good deal from a bad guy. And Trump's been saying that since 1980s, 1986, when he was on the on the uh, Oprah Winfrey show, uh, on Oprah Winfrey show, saying that you know it's not fair the way Japan and China is, is treating us, and we need to have fair trade policies. And you know it took him 30 years later when he finally decided to run for president, and now he's doing something about it because our former presidents have been too uh, too uh, wimpy. To go up against them. Oh, we don't want to get them mad because they're a big producer of little $5 products that it will take us $6 to do. So, but this reporter, not sure, not sure what paper she's with, but she sits on the front row in the uh, press conference room all the way to the left. And she's, she takes the cake when it comes to berating the president with questions all week long.
4: And yesterday you said that this was under tremendous control. Do you want to revisit that statement, if we are going to be it, experiencing this until July or August, five more months ahead of well, when I, when
1: right I'm now? When I'm talking about control, I'm saying we are doing a very good job within the confines of what we're dealing with. We're doing a very good job. Okay,
4: any comment on what people like Devin Nunes, the governor of Oklahoma, have been saying, encouraging people to go out to restaurants, which goes directly against what this advice in your guidelines
1: says? No, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. From Devin or anybody else. Should they
4: stop saying that?
1: Well I have to see what they said, but
4: uh if they felt well, okay with their family? I
1: would disagree with that.
4: you just said there are a tremendous number of ventilators that we have, but for weeks hospitals have been warning about a critical shortage that they say we are not prepared for. So why did it take so long to invoke the defense production?
1: Well, you know, hospitals are supposed to have ventilators, too. But, but
4: we knew for but weeks we needed more ventilators. So why did it take well, so long?
1: Well, we knew it depends. It, it depends on how it goes. Uh, worst case, absolutely. Uh, best case, not,
4: not at all. The CDC has put out guidelines for hospitals that are dealing with a shortage of masks to use them beyond their shelf life, reuse them instead of getting new ones, and in a worst-case scenario, use a bandana instead of a mask how is that acceptable at all
1: well i haven't seen that but i will uh, let mike answer
3: that question vice president i'm happy to mr president when will those masks be ready for because they
4: need them
3: like today Uh, they're available now yeah amazing like the president should know how hospital administrators are running their hospitals um hey you know mr president can you tell us why we didn't kick up the production of toilet paper uh you know should the president know what the whack jobs at the grocery store were hoarding toilet paper. I heard about uh, some lady had six uh, six packages of uh, toilet paper in her cart, and one other lady came up to her and said, "Hey, can I have one? Can I just have one of those?" And they stuck. They got into a fist fight in the grocery store. Amazing, amazing to me. Uh, no wonder the president made this joke on Thursday.
1: I don't know if they're sitting like you people are sitting. You're actually sitting too close. You should really. We should probably get rid of about. Another 75, 80 percent of you have just two or three that I like in this room. I think that's a great way of doing it. We just figured a new way of doing it. Uh, but you're actually much too close.
3: You know, you two, you should leave immediately. But but look, look, the more the moral of this story is stay calm. Don't go. Don't go insane like everybody's doing. Keep calm. Keep calm. Try going to church if you if uh, you need the little comments. Uh, it's worked wonders for uh, Don and I. So anyway, let's talk about some politics. The first debate of the primary season to feature only two candidates happened happened early this election cycle in March of two thousand sixteen. Ted Cruz and John Kasich were still in the race alongside uh, alongside uh, Trump all the way t- until May, but. That's not the only unusual thing about this debate because of the health hysteria we're living in uh, with restrictions on public gatherings. CNN and the DNC moved the first Biden versus Sanders debate from Arizona, where where one of the state. Well, you know, they usually have the debate in one of the states that's about to vote, but they moved it to the CNN studios in Washington, D.C. And what do you suppose the first 30 minutes of the debate was devoted to? Coronavirus, of
5: course. Vice President Biden, some medical experts are saying the only true way to control this virus is through a national quarantine, requiring every American other than essential personnel to stay home. Would you take that unprecedented step of a national lockdown?
0: What I would do is what we did in our administration. I would call a meeting in the Situation Room of all the experts in America dealing with this crisis. I would sit them down and I would do exactly what we did then.
3: Which is exactly what Trump's doing. You'll notice that he had one day had had all the doctors and top medical people. And the next day, he had all the drug companies and the scientists that that uh, that create that invent drugs. Uh, and antibiotics and vaccines. and then he had uh, then he had all kinds of financial people to to deal with the pot- the potential and pending financial impact to business and to and to the American people. Exactly what he said that he would do, but Trump's doing. And uh, so Joe's Joe's only plan is do what we did with Ebola in the Obama administration. How about Bernie's plan? It goes like this. Get rid of Trump and everything will be magically get better.
0: The first thing we have gotta do, whether or not I'm president, is to shut this president up right now. Because he is undermining the doctors and the scientists who are trying to help the American people. It is unacceptable for him to be blabbering with unfactual information which is confusing the general public.
3: Yeah, I think he's the only one who's trying to who's trying to be calm about this and And use actual common sense back to Biden's plan where he mentioned Ebola so many times that Bernie actually started to think that they were talking about Ebola instead of coronavirus.
0: Instead of doing this piecemeal, sit down and do what we did before with the Ebola crisis. It should be directed from the White House, from the Situation Room, laying out in detail like we did in the Ebola crisis. I would make sure that they did exactly what they're prepared to do. They've done it. They did it in the Ebola crisis. They've done it. We should be the ones doing what we did during the Ebola crisis, bringing the whole world together. We have got to move aggressively right now to address the economic
3: crisis as a result of Ebola. As a result, keep talking about Ebola. You got Ebola in my head here right now. Biden got one thing right in the debate, though, pointing out why Bernie's obsession with Medicare for all would solve nothing when it comes to this viral outbreak.
0: And with all due respect to Medicare for all, you have a single payer system in Italy. It doesn't work there. It has nothing to do with Medicare for all. That would not solve the problem at all.
3: Yeah, exactly. And that could uh, apply to just about any and all of uh, Bernie's ideas in socialism because socialism's been tried and tried and tried, and it fails every time because eventually you run out of everybody, everybody else's money. So none of none of, uh, none of of Bernie's uh, ideas or, or theories seem to actually work. So, But anyway, um, I want to talk about what happened in the primary, but you know what, I think uh, today... Everybody's mind is a little off politics. And I want to end with Pastor Matt Brown's ending prayer um, when he did his night of prayer on Thursday night. And I want to hope that we I can offer a little bit of comfort
2: to everybody out there. Let me play that. So for the first prayer, I want to pray for every single one of our doctors, our nurses, our hospital administrators. Look, all of us or most of us have been asked to stay at home but they've had to leave their homes to help the sick, to look over the ill and to care for the panicked. Let's pray right now. Let's extend our hands. Lord, we pray for all of our healthcare professionals who are working so hard to keep us well, bless them and keep them safe and give them strength. We pray this in Jesus name. And now I want us to pray over a group. We never think of, let's be honest, our scientists, We don't ever think about what they do or what they're working on. But the reality is we all need them right now. They're working double time, triple time, sleeping in labs, working to find a vaccine to save us. Lord, we pray right now for our scientists, brilliant people that we take. We just take for granted every day. People who, when we took days off from school, Lord, they doubled down and they studied and they worked and they prepared. God, people who've been living their whole lives to try to understand things we can't even see. God, bless them and help them to find a vaccine, Lord, so we can move on from this. And Keep your hands extended because this next prayer is a doozy. We're going we're gonna to pray for our politicians. They can't ever agree. Lord, let us not be Democrats. Let us not be Republicans. Let us not be independents, Lord. But let us be people who work together for the common good and the greater good. Let us put a, put aside our egos and our ideologies, our preferences and our parties. Lord, we pray for our governors. We pray for our president, our Congress. God, we pray for world leaders. We ask that you give them guidance and wisdom as they make difficult but necessary decisions. God, I don't know if they can make this better, but they can make it worse. So God, we need wisdom. And we pray for him. Lord, we pray for our president. Whether we voted for him or not, we pray for him. God, lift him up and direct him and guide him. We pray for our governor and all of our governors, and our mayors. God, we pray for our police and our firefighters and ambulance workers that have to respond. God, lift them up. Give them guidance in Jesus' name. And Lord, this last one, I just want you to lift your hand up. We pray, Lord, to you. We pray to you. You are God alone. This virus is nothing to you. God, we pray that you would deliver us from sickness. That you would defeat COVID-19. That you would use this crisis to remind you of our need for you. And that as you do wonders, God, that you awaken the world to your presence and to your reality. God, we have fallen asleep on our faith. God, waken the world. Rattle the world with your glory, with your power, with with just your majesty, God. Remind us of our need for you. And do wonders and miracles so that we would be reminded of your power. That we would return to worship as we should. We love you, Lord Jesus. We pray to you and we worship you and you alone. God, our lives are in your hands and so are our souls. And God, can I just say they are in good hands. We trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Everybody out there, keep your
3: faith. Don't go crazy. Uh, God has a plan and he uh, he has our backs. And uh, let's uh, let's all try to stay sane and uh, stay positive and support support our uh, our president and support each other. And don't go crazy in the grocery stores. And don't don't just don't lose your don't lose yourself. Hey, my name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. And I will be back again with you next week. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837.